Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Welcome to Space to Learn Baby Podcast. My name is Connor Geelan. And I'm Carter Flannery. This is our 32nd official episode. Today, we're talking about round one and previewing round two, at least for the Eastern Conference and hopefully for the Western Conference too. But yeah. it, the West isn't as sure. But uh, let's just get right into it. Yeah, um, just sort of like a little bit of a disclaimer. Today is uh, April 26th and it's noon right now. So some Hopefully of the we'll get this up by tomorrow night when the yeah before the series the Western Conference series all finish up yeah um the Nuggets versus Spurs is the only game that's left really game seven of that series um I mean Spurs Clippers but like we're kind of gonna uh, assume that the Warriors win War- Warriors, Warriors yeah Warriors, yeah Warriors Clippers, Clippers. yeah I guess I, just, they win. <laughs> I omitted that from my mind yeah um, <laughs> I mean there there is a situation and we'll get into that but there's a situation where like the Clippers. The, I don't. I don't. They'll win the series, but the more they extend it, the, the better for the, the rest of the, the league. Yeah. yeah. Okay, but let's let's talk about the Eastern Conference first. Talking out with the uh, Bucks Pistons, that was kind of murder. Yeah, it, I it mean, especially really with Blake out. Especially yeah. with Blake out. First, it just it looked like they were playing like our our high school. Like <laughs> it, it was it was really bad. I think we both picked uh, Bucks and four, and that's what yeah. that's what happened. That was like the only thing that we got right the series. Yeah, pretty much. In the whole first round. Yeah. But, like, yeah, and that was... It, it kind of proved to me that the Bucks are a really well-oiled machine. That's kind of what I yeah. just describe it as, because everyone knows their role, and they just perform it really, really, really well. They re- blew me away. They really got rewarded also for their for winning the the number one seed in the Eastern Conference by, by getting matched up with the Pistons. And, like, obviously, okay, that's that's the best match, matchup they could have had. It's the easiest team to beat, especially without Blake. But... That was it. Was the perfect series for them to sort of catch their groove, and especially because I think they lost in the first round of the playoffs last year, to the in, Celtics. like in four maybe. So um, it's a really good way to sort of translate that regular season success into playoff success and just sort of get rolling for the playoffs. Okay, but in reality, if you're a top four seed in, in the East, you kind of don't have any trouble in the first round because this East is so shallow and top heavy. Yeah, where, like you're playing the Pistons or Magic or Nets or Pacers, and I think the Bucks would have sweep all four of those teams. Pacers without Oladipo. Yeah, of course. Yeah, with, with Oladipo, it's a little bit of a different story, but yeah. Um, and then moving on to Celtics versus Pacers, this was a series that I expect to be a little bit more competitive than it was. I was very impressed by the Celtics, and also just, I was too. I, I felt so bad because <laughs> our friends are Pacers fan, <laughs> and I felt so bad because the Pacers had the lead. At halftime, and I think four out of the four games, and they just blew all of them, including yeah. like they probably had like three fourth quarter leads as well. Uh-huh. I'm like, damn, like they just didn't have that closer, which yeah. screams Victor Oladipo, and uh, that was a little not that satisfying. The same thing can be said here about it's sort of it's a good way to catch your groove because there's been all these sort of talks about like. Do they have too many shot creators? Are they better without Kyrie? And I think it was a good it was a good way for them to sort of open up the playoffs by just like All right, the we're haters. here. Yeah, let's 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 just get the series over with, take a break, and we're ready for the second round, which is obviously gonna be a lot more challenging yeah. because you're going up against arguably this year's MVP yeah. and Giannis. And let's talk about that. One seed Bucks versus four seed Celtics. 
I'm going to post on Instagram like later today or tomorrow about that series. But I'm kind of, I, I'm split. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say the same thing. Like I can, I can totally see either team winning it because of the things that they're good at. For sure. I, the, yeah. I think that the Bucks are a good defending team largely because Giannis is so, he's been so great defensively this year. But the thing is, Giannis is one defender, and the they, biggest they strong some... suit of the Celtics is that they've got, like, six shot creators. So even yeah. though that has hurt them throughout the regular season, I think come playoffs, when you're not just going to rely super heavily on one guy, because we've seen in the past, you know, guys like DeMar DeRozan, when they just go ISO heavy in the playoffs, you're relying on one player, that tends to sort of fall apart. Well, but by nature, the playoffs is kind of just more ISO heavy in general. But in a way, sort of the most successful teams in the playoffs have been the ones that move the ball and share it the that's best. That's not really a lot true. Of guys Look at the Atlanta Hawks in like 2015. That's true, but they yeah. also didn't have or any the Toronto stars, Raptors. So they're outlier. Or the Toronto Raptors. The Toronto Raptors this year? Last year. Last year? But but they were relying basically on DeMar DeRozan because Kyle Lowry did, they passed did zip a lot. zero, nada. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. Okay, going back to the series though, I think that... The one thing I would say is I feel like I disagree. I think that the Bucks have a lot of good defenders. I just think that yeah. the Celtics are in a position to expose that just because the Celtics do play Ersan Eliasova, Nico Miritich, and Brooke Lopez. What, what I just mean is very exposable. you put Giannis on one guy. Whoever that they have met, multiple good be, defenders, Whether though. it be Jason Tatum or what, you know, like, the thing is, then you're going to have, like, Brooke Lopez and Al Horford, or you're going to have, like, Eric Bledsoe and Kyrie, and while Eric Bledsoe is a solid defender, while Eric Bledsoe is a solid defender, Eric Bledsoe, Kyrie will tear will tear him up still. Okay, Eric Bledsoe is a top five defending point guard, and so you can't say that, mean, that's like a bad matchup because anyone no, gets Kyrie is a it's bad not, matchup. It's not. Yeah, exactly. That's part of the problem. My point is though, is like you can only put like I don't think I think that they're an elite defense because of Giannis, and they while they do have other solid defenders. Every night, the Celtics are going to have one guy who's going to catch fire. I, you mean, I, most likely. And if one of those guys is hot, and you've got you've got to split your attention among a bunch of other people, I just feel like it's hard to shut down the Celtics, right? And I don't know. I think I think they're not as well rounded of, as a, of a defense as many of their top teams in the league, and especially because. Giannis is an elite rim protector, but they've got so many great perimeter players that they can... Like, the Celtics? Yeah. I don't know. You're acting like the, the Bucks are just like a one-man defense. They're not. Eric and they're Lesso, not. Chris Middleton, Pat Connaughton. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But Shout Pat out Con- Pat Connaughton. Pat Connaughton. My man was playing like 17 games in a... 17 minutes in a playoff series. Yeah, but, but, I love but that also, but my, also you're my Notre Dame guy. Think about who they were just playing. So, of course, Pat Connaughton's going to No, but it was in like... It was in the second quarter. It was so in the second quarter. They knew they were going to win all four games. <laughs> I'm telling you, I'm telling you, watch that series. They were playing everybody, like the bare minimum. Like, no, like how how close can we keep this game? How little do we have to play Giannis yeah. to still win? No. Th- so, like, of course you're going to play back on it a lot. No. My man dropped, like, 17 points in 17 minutes Okay, and like it, back on it's a great defender because he locked up Reggie Jackson. Wow. Wow. <laughs> my man is elite. I don't know what you're talking about. He's the X factor in this series. All right. But I do think this. I think that I think you're right. I, I'm sort of probably exaggerating a little bit. The Bucks, the Bucks do have other good defenders, and they, you know, obviously you have to, to be a top one or two defense in the league. Um, 
I just think that the Celtics could be dangerous with all those guys. And right now, they seem to have flipped that switch. And I doubted they were going to. I picked this. I picked the Celtics in six for the first round series because I thought that the Celtics were going to take longer to Yeah, you were get doubting going. this whole season. I was like, they're just going to flip the switch in the playoffs. And you're like, no, that's not going to happen. I was saying, like, I thought they would flip the switch, but it would take more than... You, it would take more than the first quarter, you know, like yeah. of, of the first game. They like they 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 flipped the switch and they haven't. They didn't really so turn back. Am I hearing that you're saying Celtics? It, I don't know. <laughs> uh, I I like I like Giannis so much that I, this this series is going seven. I'm picking that. I can't okay. tell you right now who I've got and said I'm so I'm very split in this series. You got to make a decision, my guy. Bucks, I'm gonna Bucks and six. I'm gonna say Bucks and seven. I'm trying. I was sort of trying to convince myself in my head that like I have more confidence in the Celtics than I than I do. But like based on the season, I'm not very confident in the Celtics. I love Kyrie Irving. I love the Celtics roster, but I still think Giannis has been so good this season. I I can't doubt him. This is my bold take. You're gonna have Bucks in six, and I would say one or two of those wins are gonna be like. 15 to 25 point victories. Really? Yeah. Like the other games so are going to be saying super this is gonna be, this no, is no, 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 no. The other four games are going to be like super, super close. But I think maybe like the first game or the third game, it's just going to be like, it's going to be horrible. It's going to be like, oh my God. Like, here's, like what? Here's what else I think though. Also, like I think that the Celtics are actually in general pretty well equipped to slow down Giannis. I don't think it matters. I said it about James Harden in the first round. I don't, I don't think it matters. And I and I think Giannis also I think that what's his name Malcolm Brogdon, he's injured. Yeah, and they're saying he's injured, and so that could also hurt. It's like obviously you still got great shooters, but Malcolm Brogdon was like leading the league in three point percentage at one yeah, point this he's, season. He's like he's a member of the 50-40-90 club. Yeah, he was, yeah. which is by the way that's crazy. Like yeah. Malcolm Brogdon it did was. that. Yeah, but but he's such an important part of what this team does offensively. Just like. Because Giannis can't shoot, he needs all five guys around him to be able to shoot. And Malcolm Brogdon has been the most efficient three-point shooter on the team this year. Yeah. Like, maybe, like, Chris Middleton is up there, too. But So, is that kind of your X factor, almost? Like, the fact that they don't have Malcolm Brogdon? I just, Brogdon. I think that the Celtics could run something. Where, basically, they put Al Horford on Giannis. Stick him under the rim. And you say, we're going to take away all shooters. We're not going to let anybody shoot a three. And we're gonna make Giannis beat out Horford one on one, and maybe throw in. I'm like taking other guys. the Bucks in six with that matchup. Yeah, I understand Al Horford's a really good defender, just, but one on one Giannis every I possession. Think, I think like, but I think that Al Horford can do enough of a job of stopping him here and there, and then you throw in some other guys, just mix it up. Even what's his name, Robert Williams, um, and like. Okay, I have a question. If you have Al Horford on Giannis, who's guarding Brook Lopez? I don't know, but like, is Brooke Lopez gonna like yeah. tear you up inside? I don't know. I like, think no. I think you're gonna put Aaron Baines on Brooke Lopez, and then it's gonna be barbecue yeah. chicken, or then you're gonna put like Jalen Brown on him, and then one, you take away a good defender to just waste on chasing Brooke Lopez around, and two, it's just like maybe it's just like on the inside, just Hammer City. Yeah, there's really there's really no good if the if the Bucks are shooting well, there's really no good way to stop this team. Yeah. That's why, I, but they're just such. They're I such think well, so well. So yeah, exactly. But I think that Malcolm Brogdon being out, if you really just like try to take away their shooting, that's a lot easier when Malcolm Brogdon's out to take away their shooting. And if you're just trying to say like no threes, 
And if Giannis scores, scores you, basket after say basket the words, inside, if you say the words no threes, it just all goes away. I mean, obviously <laughs> you can't prevent all threes entirely, but if you just decide, like, we're not going to help on Giannis, and Al Horford's going to get beat if he's going to get beat, but hopefully he'll get a stop here and there, and we're just going to hope that our scoring is just too much and we can overwhelm them. For the Celtics sake, I hope And that, just, like, hope just that, run up the score. I hope like, that Brad Stevens is a better coach than you. <laughs> I mean, I hope so. That, that's, that's a that's an that's an idea that like the no threes the way to shut down the Bucks is something I heard on ESPN, and honestly, I've been thinking about that like a lot. That might be the the only way that I can think of because Giannis is so unstoppable. You can send so much help at him, and that's the, the only way you can stop him inside. But if you do that, he's dropping twenty assists. Like yeah, and 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 Chris Middleton's going to drop 10 threes in a game. Like For me, the matchup is, one, Al Horford. It's just the centers. It's just Al Horford, how good can he defend? And two, how, like, is Brooke Lopez going to be playable? Are, you, are the Celtics kind of going to expose him on defense? They definitely could. Yeah, it's just, that's the only kind of, like, tip the scales for the Celtics that I could really see, because I don't think Gordon Hayward's really all that. Jalen Brown's not all that. Jason Tatum... He's been pretty good this season, but he just takes like a million long twos. Yeah. To where I'm just like, I'm going with the team that was the one seed, and it's just like, exactly. seems so well-functioning. Yeah. So, I mean, Bucks and six with I've, at least one really, really, really definite victory. It, it Really, now look, now thinking about it, I think I'm just sort of making the argument for why it's going to go to seven games. <laughs> but but I think that, the, the, that Giannis is just such a juggernaut that, and give me the Bucks in seven. All right, let's talk about 76ers versus Nets, the first round series. Yeah, the Very bottom quick. half of the bracket. Yeah, I mean, there's not too much to say. It was an exciting... I, it was... I like the energy in the series. Jared Dudley is the one... That was surprisingly entertaining. Yeah. I, I, I can tell you, I was not expecting that at all. But, <laughs> I mean, there were... The, it was like there was a couple of nice scuffles. Yeah, like, no, Jared Dudley. They got was, into it. It was Jared Dudley versus everyone. Yeah, and <laughs> I was just throwing punches at I'm the actually, air. If you're a Nets fan, you got to be excited about the way you looked. Yeah, your I team agree. is young. You're going to keep getting better. You got all these sort of project players that you've been working on. They need then, someone else though. That's they, they do. They just need more offense. But but they, think about all the cast they got this offseason. So they could they could definitely sign someone. And if I'm Kevin Durant, I'm going to Brooklyn. And well, I I, I saw. And there's another ESPN article. I just like read a lot of them, I guess. But it said um, some some GMs have basically said it's it's that Kevin Durant and Kyrie were arguing over who's going to sign with the Knicks first rather than if they were going to sign with the Knicks. <laughs> and while I don't know if I believe that, most of what people are saying right now is Katie to the Knicks, and people have sort of stopped talking about Katie to Brooklyn. It makes so, more sense. But but the second the second tier of guys like a Jimmy Butler or something. I could could see that. be that closer that the six. I, don't the, know. I really hope that Karasovic gets back to where he was at the beginning of the season because I think he was basically there this that, this series for parts of it. Yeah, but I don't know. Just like I want to, I want to see more of this Brooklyn Nets team where D'Angelo Russell is playing like an all star and Karis Levert is playing like an all star. Right. That's literally what they were just at different times of the season. Yeah, which I'm really excited about. Also, the 76er team looked pretty freaking good. Um, there's always this. When their offense is clicking, it's weird because they still always have this one guy who, like, doesn't get involved just because they have so many good players. Yeah. And I could see that being an issue. But they just – they looked pretty good. The the one thing that really stood out to me was there was parts of the series where the 76ers actually looked better with Boban on the court. 
Oh, yeah. And that was a little... I was Peer tweeting Follow us that. on Twitter, because at, I've been... At Space the Floor. The games I'm watching, and I've been... I've slowed down a little bit because of, <laughs> of spring break, but when I'm watching the games, I was just off. tweeting a lot, you know? And so if you just want to hear... If you want to hear our live opinions, go follow us on Instagram and Twitter. Um, but I was basically saying, like... Like, what is going on? Like, Embiid yeah. having had a bad first two games. Yeah. And then he sat, I think he sat out maybe a third. Yeah. So, and then recovered and was playing Jared better Dudley's for the rest of the series. <laughs> Jared Dudley's too unstoppable. But the the Nets really were just sort of forcing Joel Embiid to take threes. And where they were like, so there was, a, there was one possession where Joel Embiid missed like four threes. <laughs> they just kept getting the offensive. And I'm like, oh my, oh, he's got to hit one. And he just wouldn't. He's like 0 for 8 in the game on threes. So, oh my gosh! If that's something that teams can just do, we're like, we're not, we're just gonna let Ben Simmons shoot. We're gonna let Joel Embiid shoot, and just neither of them can hit a shot. <laughs> that's a little bit scary. Yeah. yeah. So, so we could see some of the better. T- like, I think the Nets just aren't well equipped enough. That while they're while they were well coached and their defense actually worked very well at times. But do you know who is well equipped? The Toronto Raptors. Yeah. They one in five. I'm pretty sure, against the Magic. They did, yeah. And, okay, first of all, how funny was it to see DJ Augustine, like, Yo, go off in game one? hit the dagger. Yeah, I was like, guess, guess, just, <laughs> it was like, game one, it's like, oh, guess DJ Augustine's just suddenly the best player in the Bro, series. He was like, <laughs> shake and bake, who's guess, a, guess he's top two point guard in the league. Shake guess and bake tweeted something like, like, DJ Augustine is all of a sudden leading, leading the league and scoring, and like, <laughs> NBA all-star, all-NBA first team. <laughs> I was like, like he just played out of his mind in the fourth quarter of that game. Yeah. It was just the DJ Augustine show, which was hilarious. <laughs> and I think the a little bit Augustine of like, show. where was where was Kyle Lowry? Like Kyle Lowry really went zero, scoreless right? in the first game yeah, and let DJ Augustine yeah. drop a dagger on both, his head. Both of us and you scored as many points as Kyle Lowry in game one. That's cool. <laughs> so it, yeah, I mean the the Magic put up a fight. Vucevic kind of sucked in the series, not going to lie, which yeah. was a little disappointing. I feel like they could have probably stolen another game if Vucevic actually played well. But, but like, I think I, we, we talked about yeah, we kind Marcus of expected, Yeah, Marcus Gasol and Serge Ibaka doing a pretty good job on him. Marcus Gasol has got to be one of the best post defenders in the league still. So yeah. if there's anybody who's going to like really make it tough on a team that runs through their one big guy, it's going to be Marcus Gasol yeah. and the Raptors. Okay, and so... Two-seed Toronto Raptors versus three-seed 76ers. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about that. I personally have the Raptors. Just because I think they're, like, such a more deep team. Just yeah. Because, like, even though the 76ers have five amazing players in their starting lineup, it's really only possible for them to, like, be using four at once. Just the other one just doesn't get the ball. Yeah. Um, and also, I just feel like the Raptors have such a deep team. And if Kyle Lowry is even just, like, average, I think it's, like, Raptors in six. Yeah, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say Raptors and six as well. Um, I can see some matchup problems happening with the Raptors of like they've got like you maybe because like you can't put Kyle Lowry on Ben Simmons, so you, maybe you probably have to put Kawhi on Ben Simmons. But or then you know who guards Pascal Siakam potentially. But yeah that, yeah, that could actually work. But I just think that like the seventy six it because that that starting five that you mentioned though. I could see a situation where, like, the Raptors have got to keep are just going to have to keep switching things up because they can't find something that works where they're shutting down all five of those guys. Now, is that going to be enough for them to bring this to a game seven and for them to win the series? I don't think so. I think the Raptors are going to win in six. 
And the reason but, I have that is because even though like the 76ers do have a starting lineup that's amazing, I feel like the Raptors can just have these games where they just hit a bunch of threes. I don't know if I see that for the 76ers. Like, what if they're just like unstoppable for one night? Like, wh- what would that even mean? Like, just Joel Embiid being really good on the block, or just Ben Simmons be really good at passing? Like, I, I mean, know, I just I think Harris for the 76ers, just hit a bunch of threes. I don't. There's some truth. I feel like there's a ceiling. There's some truth in what Jared Dudley said about letting Ben Simmons run in transition. I think if you let the if you if you really slow down the 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 76ers and force them to to work a transition offense, then you're going to end up with Jimmy Butler taking a lot of long twos and forcing Joel and let them to work the transition offense. If you if you don't let them, yeah, yeah, yeah. If, if you make if you make them work the half court offense, yeah. you're going to end up with Jimmy Butler taking a lot of isolation, step back, long twos, yeah. contested. If you didn't and, hear, Jared Dudley said that Ben Simmons is amazing in transition, but an average player in the half court. That's that's ballsy for a dude who averages five points a game. <laughs> yeah, first of all, but also, I I don't think it's entirely true, but you can definitely see that like Ben Simmons is most dangerous in transition. And so I think that the Raptors are, though, if anybody is well-equipped, as we said before, to stop the, the Sixers in transition or stop them from getting transition. Also, Jared Dudley looks like the, that pig from Space Jam. <laughs> <laughs> I have it on my computer if right now. If, go look that up. Go look go up look pig up. from Space Jam and, with the headband. <laughs> and Jared Dudley looks like that guy. It's awesome. <laughs> so great. But yeah. Um... So yeah, give me Raptors in six. Give me Raptors in six as well, just because I think they have the best player in the series. I think they have the deeper team, and I feel like there's just going to be two games where just like the 76ers can't score as many points. Yeah. I can definitely see that. Okay. Western Conference. We're going to start talking about the Warriors and the Rockets. Because Warriors and Cl- Warriors, Clippers, Warriors, first Clippers. Series. Yeah. And then, yeah, okay, those, two, those two rounds. Yeah. Okay. We're going to kind of assume that the Warriors win, and hopefully we're not wrong. Yeah. But let's talk about that series first, before we get on to Warriors-Rockets. Let's talk about that series. Shout out shout out to... Um, Patrick Beverly, Montrez Harrell... Shane Gilgis, Shea Gilgis Alexander. Shea, uh, Landry Shannon. Yeah, I was going to say. Lou Williams. Daniil Gallagher. What? What? I, this oh my is, god. I, I, the Clippers? This Clippers team... If you team, forgot, like, they traded to buy his Harris. They were projected to win 26 games this year. As in, like, the number 26. <sighs> what? I love this team so much. They're so fun. Yeah. And, and they even do though, everything right. Even though the Warriors are such are so unstoppable, it feels like. Um, As first a, of all, first of all, they're looking a little bit less unstoppable when the Clippers steal two the games. Clippers. When they blow a 31-point lead. Yeah. But the Warriors are looking so unstoppable that, it like, this whole this whole season, and, the la- and even last season, the season before, that... I don't think like I still think that the Warriors are going to win this season. Yeah, or win, win the win series, series tonight or tomorrow night, yeah. whatever it and is. As of today, it's three two going back to yeah. LA. But just so I think the Warriors close it out tonight or tomorrow night. But yeah, I, I, it's so fun though. Like Patrick Beverly brings the heat. They, they all just, bring the heat. The most important thing about this series is that while the Bucks, the Celtics, the Sixers, and the Raptors are all resting their legs right now after closing out a series in four or yeah. five games. <laughs> The Warriors are still going out there tonight or tomorrow night. I wish I knew what day it was, but yeah. going out today or tomorrow night. Um, I think it's tonight. Having to play again against one of the most gritty teams in the league. The one that's going to tire you out the most with just guys like Patrick Beverly, Shea Gilgis, Montrose Harrell, 
even like Lou Williams, who just like, well, they might not be the biggest, most skilled players in the league, just give 100% effort and just make your this night is, tough. Yeah, and this is so absurd to me. They're paying Lou Williams $8 million for this year, next year, and the year after. They're paying Montrez Harrell $6 million next year. And they're paying Shea Gildress-Alexander on his rookie contract $4 million. And Landry Shamit on his rookie contract $2 million. I don't think there's any team with better energy than this that, one. That's like $18 million for four players that any team in the league would love to have. For sure. And like in terms of their like core pieces... Or just guys getting minutes who they don't bring back this season. I was thinking like, oh, is this gonna suck where they can't like re-sign all these dudes because they, mm. they're gonna get like big money because they're playing awesome. Michael all... Green's probably gonna be not gone, but he's he's gonna be a free agent, and Patrick Beverly's gonna be a free agent. I could totally just see him resigning for sure. Yeah, I feel like he's a very loyal dude, and the only. They have so much cap space. Like, oh my god! <laughs> like the they, only they really, the like, only dude they're paying above eight million dollars is Daniil Gallinari. He's gonna be a twenty-two. Real, I would love to see Kawhi in this team next year. I would imagine. Say. Imagine that lineup. You throw Kawhi in there. Think about the defense of that. team. Which is better, if Kawhi Leonard signs with this team or if he stays? I mean, I think he's more likely to win a championship if he stays. But at the same time. I like the way that Doc Rivers has got this team playing. They've got he's established himself as like an reestablished himself as an elite coach in my mind. Yes, and and I also think that the Clippers have more young guys, like more young pieces. Like Lou Williams is getting up there in age, but at the same time, like he's your sixth man. So like he it's comes fine. off the he comes off the bench, plays a handful of like. Drops key man, drops, drop, yeah. drops thirty on your favorite team. Yeah, so I so at the same time, I, I don't think that like. Him aging is going to, like, rapidly ruin his career. Um, Patrick Beverly, like, he's getting up there, I think, but I also don't think he's ancient. He's 30. So, like, he's got a couple good years yeah. left in him. And, and especially just, like... Team, and the rest of this team is really young. The most important thing like, about Patrick Beverly is just his, his energy anyway. Like, he doesn't rely super heavily on athleticism or his... Yeah. Like, anything else. Um, it's just so awesome. Yeah, and I, I can see, so like, guys good. like Landry Shamit, Montrez Harrell... And Shea Gilgis Alexander are just going to keep getting better. So seeing them kind of grow up next to Kawhi Leonard could be very interesting. Um, and talking about Rocket Jazz, the series was more one sided than I thought. You were sort of yeah. right about it. Yeah. If, but, if, um, we, if we find that clip, we'll play it. But I, I posted on Instagram just because I was feeling good about myself. <laughs> where I was basically right in saying that like it was going to be the Jazz or it was going to be the Rockets in like five, just because James Harden's that good. Yeah. How, I, I, don't, I don't think I've ever seen a team play a player like that. Do you know what I'm talking about? They're standing behind him. And like, I honestly, imagine showing I like that. It. Imagine showing that clip to your kids in 30 years. Yeah. What are they gonna think? They're gonna be like, if you this don't league, understand, this league yeah. was so stupid. Like, what? Like, what are they doing? It's like that's how good James Harden was. Yeah. Just, like, I mean, they're really just trying anything. And honestly, <laughs> it it actually worked pretty well at times. No, it didn't. I was, I was texting my friend last night, and then no, he, he but, was saying, oh, yeah, the Jazz, like, locked up on James but, Harden. Uh, that he only averaged 28. And I was like, did you just hear that sentence? Yeah. And he was like, no, no. damn, and locking up James Harden is holding him to 28 points a night. And it, honestly, like, if you look at he's averaging 36 <laughs> points per game or whatever, that is an off night. That is almost 10 points per game less than his average, which is incredible. Yeah. But at the same time, I think, though, that... All things considered, that strategy isn't the worst because basically saying we're going to let you drive 
and then we're going to just stick Rudy Gobert in the paint and just force you to either shoot over him like with a floater or pass it out is actually not bad because if you watched James Harden taking those floaters that series, he was just god-awful. He just couldn't get a floater to fall. He wasn't horrible at them. That brought down his field goal percentage a significantly. Lot. Yeah, he was like 2 for 12 or something in one of the games really? in floaters. It was rough. But to me, this series shows that even though James Harden shot inefficiently from the field, it kind of showed me that the rest of this Rockets team is very good. Like James Harden yeah. had two bad games and then won the series in five. Yeah, I, I was thinking. I was thinking that the Jazz is if the, that that James Harden would have a couple off nights where he just couldn't get the ball to go in the basket, which kind of did happen. Yeah, he only scored like twenty five. Yeah, which is strange. It's an off night for him. Yeah, but I was thinking that a couple nights like that, the Jazz would steal those games. But it's it's very impressive and also like huge confidence booster for the team, but also for their fans that. When James Harden has an off night, the rest of the team stepped up and still pulled through. Yeah, and that makes me feel pretty good about Warriors Rockets. Uh, okay, I think I'm going Warriors in seven. I think it actually will go seven, though. I was contemplating whether this Rockets team could beat the Warriors. It could. It could. It will it happen. I can't put my money on it, but it could. I no. I, I just I can't think of a scenario in which. They win. They would have last year if Chris Paul didn't get injured. Would they, they, though? Yeah. I think so. I don't think so. I, I, can't, I can't justify it in my mind. Because like, even though the Warriors lo- lose at least two games to the Clippers, maybe three, I, I can't justify it in my head. I'm like, okay, so like, what has to go right for the Rockets in order to win four games against the Warriors? James Harden has to go for like 50-plus four times. That's in, in my opinion. So I'm going Warriors and like Warriors and six, and I, I feel I feel pretty bad. I just, yeah, I just I also I don't like the way the Warriors are playing right now though. Yeah, that's like, true. Because Steph Curry's they, getting into so much foul trouble. It's, yeah, it's weird. That's part of, and it, I just think that like their whole their whole mojo and energy just seems to be thrown so far off by this Clippers team, and just because the just because the Clippers team just are such dogs and just like bring it every night (laughs) like it just sort of seems to have the Warriors a little bit rattled which like the Rockets aren't going to do exactly the same thing because they don't have guys like Patrick Beverly but at the same time I think those lasting that those effects could last and so if all of a sudden the Rockets steal a game at home from the Warriors the Warriors could really get in their own heads especially with rumors of Katie's leaving Clay Thompson's already said he might go to the Lakers if the Warriors don't re-sign him. There's already been sort of internal conflict between um, Draymond and Kevin Durant. If if this if all the pieces sort of came together perfectly, the Rockets could win this series. Now it would be have to be a pretty perfect storm, but it could happen. Yeah, which is why I don't even see it, like how they would get three really. Yeah, three games. So um, I, I say Warriors in six. I just I'm think saying, that like I'm saying seven. who is guarding Kevin Durant. Yeah, but, that's that's yeah. why they're gonna win because Steph Curry's gonna score thirty, James Harden's gonna score thirty five, and then Kevin Durant's like all gonna Tucker on him, but then also but. Kevin Durant's gonna score thirty. So <laughs> yeah, I don't know what you do about that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, just so stacked. But give me uh, give me Warriors seven, Warriors and six. Okay, moving on to the bottom half of the bracket, we're gonna talk about Blazers and Thunder and. Nuggets and Spurs. 
This is where it gets exciting. Okay. Trailblazers and Thunder. <laughs> Look, I can explain, okay? <laughs> okay, so hopefully you've been, like, watching this this podcast for the last And if three, you haven't, go weeks. back and listen. Go back and listen. It's, okay. <laughs> you had a whole roller coaster of emotions with Damian. <laughs> yeah, I, okay. I feel really bad because this whole, this past, like, month, I've been saying Warriors probably, potentially, to the Western Conference Finals. I was in the boat with Charles Barkley. We were on it together. We were on the hype train. You we were Trailblazers. The... Yeah, what did I say? Warriors, I think. Oh, I think. Okay, fine. Uh, Trailblazers to the Western Conference Finals. And had, I'm so mad at myself. I'm Nervous so mad. got injured. Yeah, okay. I was, like, really excited. We were doing a Contenders Pretenders video. Search it on YouTube or Apple Podcasts. And I was like, Trailblazers, totally a contender. It's going to be, like, them and the Warriors, and the Rockets. Those are my three contenders. Mm. And you were like, what? And I was like, of course. And I named every reason why the Trailblazers would be good, and I was kind of all, totally right. And then Nurkic got injured, and then I kind of really doubted it, which I'm really sad about. I feel, I feel really ashamed of myself. But so Nurkic got injured, and I said, just play the clip. I, don't, I, I said Warriors, and I said Trailblazers, and like, Losing in five, I think. Losing in five or six. And I'm very ashamed of myself. But now we're back. I'm back on the high train. <laughs> Clip, uh, what's it called? Trailblazers to the Western Conference Finals. I, yeah. I was lying. I was, I was joking last time. Yeah. I, I I'm, a little bit, I'm a little bit ashamed of myself because I didn't really quite realize how good Damian Lillard is. Now, I My don't want to... favorite player. I don't want to say... Father. Like, it's not that I didn't realize how good he is. That's not really the right way to put it, but like... I didn't really realize... That he was the best player in the series? Yeah, I know. Well, yeah. I Yeah. He played... Paul, on uninjured Paul George. Paul George at the beginning of the year, you could make an argument was better. But he's... I mean, he's, but he's at home right post, now. Post this series, after the series, I'm taking Damian Lillard over Russell Westbrook. Not just because... We take this, those. If this just proves we take those. everything people are saying about you can't win with Russell Westbrook. Guess who you can win with? Damian Lillard. I mean, I didn't know that. Also known as the second best point guard in the league. I was like, okay, so Damian Lillard, he's an elite point guard, but he hasn't been able to do much with this Trailblazers team. That's a and lie. I was like, oh, and I was like, gosh. and they got swept in the first round okay. last uh-huh. year. That's my pet peeve. Like that was one series. But they beat. They did. He hit that crazy shot to beat the Rockets like a couple years, like, a few years back. Um. But I said, I don't know, all the way back at the beginning of the year, we were like, should you, we did like a segment where like, should you blow it up or keep it? Like the cores of teams. And I said, blow up the Trailblazers core. Because if they didn't do anything in this, in this season, in this year's, uh, like postseason, in this year's playoffs, then like, clearly it isn't working out. So you just got to move on from Dame and CJ. I hope they don't do that. That changed my mind. I mean, like, this team is so exciting. And Damian Lillard... Is so good. You know what? <laughs> you have, I, I you have, have the shirt on? I have it on <laughs> What you thought this was. <laughs> what you thought this was. Blazers in... Whoever they go up against. Blazers in five. Going to the Western Conference Finals. Losing in six to the Warriors. Blazers in four, but... <laughs> Austin, maybe Blazers... No, just, you're right. No, Blazers just, in four. What am I thinking? Blazers in four. Just because of how... I, I never should have doubted him. I never should have doubted this man... Zero. I never... I don't care. Last week didn't happen. Two weeks ago didn't happen. <laughs> um, Trailblazers, so awesome. Because, like, 
my only thing was like, okay, Enos Cantor just can't play in the playoffs, but he can. He's been playing well for them. I mean, better than I expected, yeah. He's but, been but them mostly, good mostly minutes. it's just that Damian Lillard went full Super Saiyan and like, which he thought like, this was. I, all right, all right. I'm so, just going to be a top two Damian point Lillard guard. Was really. playing, Damian Lillard was playing for his reputation of like, like yeah, I don't choke in the playoffs. Such BS. He's playing for yeah, I'm better than Russell Westbrook, and he's playing for yeah, I can make it to the next round, and yeah, I can make it to the West. And yeah, I'm the top two point guard in the league because that's. Facts. No, at the, mm, I, I still think well, I agree. We're going to have a debate. We'll have a debate later. But, yeah, no, Damian Lillard, awesome. Second best player in the league. I was, okay, my best decision of this calendar year and maybe my life was to stay up till to like, yeah, till like 1.45 a.m. I'm just very to watch mad I missed that it. shot. I'm very and mad like, I missed it. And all my friends were laughing at me because I freaked out and posted it on my Snapchat story. Mm. I do not care. I, I don't care. I was so happy. Yeah. Because that's that's my guy. Damian Lillard's my guy. I I woke up and just, like, my whole phone exploded. And I was like, what happened? Yeah. And also, what I love about Damian Lillard, in this series, Russell Westbrook was trying to compete with him. He was trying to, yeah. he was trying to go up against him. It wasn't Damian Lillard going up against Russell Westbrook. It was the other way around. Russell Westbrook was going in Damian Lillard's face. And it felt like Damian Lillard was just... Er, Russell Westbrook was just trying to compete with Damian Lillard, and that was such a role reversal. And then it was so fitting that I just waved him goodbye after he hit the shot, and I was like, yes. Just just yes. Yeah. So I'm so happy. Going on to Nuggets-Spurs. Last night, the Spurs just tied the series 3-3, and... I'm taking Nuggets in seven. I'm taking Spurs in seven. So we got to sort of split here. Big reason for me is just that the Nuggets are at home. Hopefully this video gets up before they play. Yeah. Honestly, I think it's been a very evenly matched series. Um, the, the Nuggets won a big game five at home. And the Spurs and so, came back and won a big game six. Like, it was a home. very, very convincing victory. Nikola so, Jokic dropped, like, 40-something, 10 assists, and 9 rebounds. Or 10, yeah. 10 rebounds, 9 assists. But I, I think that the, the Nuggets are big again at home tonight. And uh, my, my thing is... As great as Pop is... There's, there's three reasons why I don't think so. One... They've never been in the playoffs before, never been in a Game 7 before. Two, I think okay. they're feeling the pressure even more because they're the higher seed. Yes, and, that's definitely true. And three, the Spurs are just more experienced than they are. Just For in sure. In terms of, like, Kawhi Leonard has been... Well, not Kawhi but, Leonard. But straight up, has been in playoff situations. Derek White seems like a 10-year vet. And they yeah. just... Bryn Forbes is just going all Steph Curry mode. I just, just, I just think that the Nuggets have racked up too many wins this season and are too talented to lose now. That's that's the way I look at it. Could they? Yeah, sure. But I still I still will take them in seven. In a game seven. Spurs. When it comes down to one when it comes down to one game, I'm taking the Nuggets. Okay. So in your universe you're going with the Nuggets. In my universe I'm going with the Spurs. Yeah. Who who wins Trailblazers Nuggets? Trailblazers. Same. In how many games? I'm gonna say it's going at least six. I'm going to say six. I'm gonna say, five. Uh, it's not going seven. It's, it's not going it's, seven. Yeah, it's five. It's five for, the, the it's thing five is, for Spurs and Nuggets. Just Trailblazers are awesome. But here's the thing. I, who's guarding Jokic? Enos Cantor. <laughs> so that's the that's the problem. I think that Damon Lillard... Who's guarding Steven Adams? Damon Lillard's Enos still going to go off enough to uh, to win the series in six. But at the same time, like... Also, CJ McCollum's Jokic been can, balling out. Yeah. Yeah. 
But but Jokic can still, I think, can just still take two games just based on the fact that who's going to guard him. And the thing is, like, also, Jamal Murray has kind of been underperforming. I posted something on Instagram about, like, just just check it out on Instagram. It was, like, this graph about team performance, and I just had the Nuggets, like, all the way on the bottom. Just because they've been playing pretty horribly, except for, like, game two, or, like, one of the first two games and then game five. Because every other game, they've just been so underwhelming. Yeah, I, I, I just especially compared to what we're, what we're used to seeing from them this season. Yeah, and I don't think that they'll stack up well against the Trailblazers, because just the Trailblazers... Yeah, now, they, we're high on the Trailblazers right now. Yeah. Every, the whole world is. I've but. been high on the Trailblazers, Connor. <laughs> there's, there's a little blip there where you weren't, but... <laughs> that didn't happen. Okay, no, I'm saying... I, I was thinking about this when watching the Nuggets last night. Don't you think that the Trailblazers guards are just a better, older version of the Denver Nuggets guards? A lot better, but yes. Even no, just even in terms of play styles, like Damian yeah. Lillard or Jamal Murray plays like very similarly to Damian Lillard, like almost plays like a shooting guard, but mm. is a point guard. And same thing with Gary Harris, just like similar thing, but just like less ball handling ability. And that's Gary yeah. Harris, and that's CJ McCollum. And I was like, okay, and so like they're gonna get their asses handed to them in the second round for sure. Yeah, yeah. it's it's not comparable like, no. in terms of talent. No, just. Yeah, in general. And also, like, Spurs-Blazers, if they win, I'm going Spurs just because I don't... I, I think Spurs? that... Spurs? You're picking it? No, no, no. Whoa, Blazers. Okay. I think I'm going Blazers just because I think that... Okay, look. Like, I think they have, like, the athletic defenders to kind of counter DeMar DeRozan, especially LaMarcus Aldridge. I don't know why, but I'm pretty convinced that, like, guys like Alfred Camino can guard LaMarcus Aldridge just because they're so lengthy and, and can like easily contest his like post fades or whatever and <laughs> or whatever and I think that they're just not going to put up enough points and I also think that Derek White could do some damage on Damian Lillard but I think it almost won't matter because I think that like CJ could just go off one game or just like I, I don't know I feel like these this Blazers team has so many shot creators whereas the Spurs don't and that's kind of just the difference in my mind Blazers in five either way. Blazers to the Western Conference Finals without their starting center, without their third best player. Give me, I'm awesome. Give me Blazers and uh, give me Blazers over Nuggets and Spurs in six, no matter which one. But yeah, um, that pretty much wraps it up. We covered all the first round series and what the second round series will look like as well. Um, next week, as those series progress, we'll sort of uh, do a progress report or update on what, on what on what our predictions are looking like. Um, thanks for tuning into this episode. And uh, let us know what you think of Avengers Endgame. We're going to go see it like, right now. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you for listening. Uh, follow us on Instagram at Space the Floor Podcast and on Twitter at Space the Floor. If you're on YouTube, like and subscribe. And thank you so much for watching. My name is Connor Geelan. And I'm Connor Flutter. And see you next time. Peace.